0: Hello people, history. welcome to the show. This is your host Pranav, aka I and on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. Finally, the rock has come back. Like Rock says, finally it is. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast once again. Finally it is. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I recorded myself, recorded my voice, for that matter. Like I've been wanting to do, I've been wanting to do a podcast since the pandemic days, but I just was so lazy. I just uh, couldn't like properly execute it. But a big shout out to my Twitter mutuals, uh, those amazing people. You guys deserve a lot of good things in your life. Uh, a couple of weeks back, I tweeted this idea of starting an Arsenal-themed podcast, and the the replies and the comments were truly wholesome. They were motivating. They were like very positive, and like uh, a big shout out to you guys. Like because of you, like I just uh, decided to put effort in recording this podcast. Uh, in case if you aren't following me on Twitter, do drop a follow to at the rate Will sherma. my username is NihilisticKooner, yes. A couple of pointers before I start this podcast, um, actually these pointers are so important as it is the start of many more podcasts to come in the future, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh i'm very very new to this whole podcast thing i have never recorded a podcast in my life i've never recorded myself talking for that matter so uh that is one thing so in case if you are seeing if you, in case if the podcast is not up to the quality standards that you are expecting i apologize truly apologize i'll try to improve it better with upcoming podcasts also with the, with my hectic schedule and work and the other things like um, i don't usually get much time so whatever you are getting is like the candid filtered version of me rambling about arsenal or anything for that matter so this is gonna be fairly candid and fairly undidated. uh so please feel free to like uh, drop your comments please feel free to call me an idiot please feel free to click call that I'm wrong. I'm open to learning. I'm not an expert. I, I'm I a fan, just like any of you. I just represent the fan base. So, yeah. That is one disclaimer. And another disclaimer is... Um, this is mostly going to be an audio-only podcast as of now, because as it requires less editing effort. But with time and if, in case if, if people do tune in, and by any chance, if... This does get any sort of numbers, it moves numbers. I'll try to make it a video version as well. I also have plans to invite my friends, I also have plans to invite some of my mutuals and do some collaborative efforts in the future episodes. So please watch out for that. So, yeah, that's the point. Is that I wanted to bring it right away, and one more thing. Mm. A lot of people know me, uh, if you have tuned in, I, I'm assuming that a lot of people know me. Uh, some of you know me in and out, some of you know me as an Arsenal fan, some of you know me as, as a random guy from football Twitter, as, or some random social media guy. Uh, I think I'm a, I ought to introduce myself to the followers who have no idea who I am, so and I think I'm also obliged to say the story of how I became an Arsenal fan so that uh, everyone can uh, get to know the story. It's a fun story actually. I'm, I'm sure like uh, many people from India would relate to this. By the way, the podcast name is The TN2N5 Show it was also my fpl name fpl team name a couple of seasons back till i decided to stop playing fpl once and for all uh, for those wondering uh, for those who are wondering what this name specifies like tn means tamil nadu that is the place where i'm living that is the place where i hail from it's a part of southern india and uh, it's a state from the state of southern part of india and n5 is obviously the famous postal code if you are an arsenal fan that doesn't need explaining so i'll make this uh, story real quick i started supporting arsenal technically from 2000 2001 and 2002 so it's been almost two decades with arsenal the story this is how the story goes actually my uncle used to get a lot of uh, tech magazines And uh, in one of those uh, editions a demo CD of FIFA 2001 came as a supplement. Me and my elder brother were so ecstatic so we straight away went to our cousin's home and started playing. And uh, the funny part of the story is there were only two playable teams in FIFA 2001. One was Manchester United and one was Arsenal. And the thing is I straight away liked the yellow color kit kilt-out that the game had of Arsenal. That was one reason, but the other reason was obviously Thierry Andri. Not only the game actually, so even in our school buses and even our school bands, like all the students discuss the football playing students discuss about Thierry Andri and his heroics, so I decided to get a glimpse of how he plays and how, how does he look. So, I still remember watching this one match. Uh, like, Thierry Andri would get hit on his face and his mouth would start bleeding. So, but after going to the sidelines, uh, he'd come back in and score a brace and he would win that match for Arsenal. I don't remember which match exactly was this, but watching how he did that, watching how he managed to come back after bleeding that was kind of a big deal you know and that was very uh surprising and fascinating to watch as a young guy like me so that is how i got into arsenal like that was like one of my earliest core memories that i have for watching arsenal of those times and obviously the wenger uh, kind of made it even though even though the fifa and theory and we get credit for like uh introducing arsenal to me it's actually wenger who made me fall in love with uh, not only the team but maybe fall in love with the sport itself like uh, the patterns of play wenger's teams uh used to play like they were like they were like pure that, that's 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 the sport in its purest form that's football in its purest form the Quick passes, the quick one 2 is the transition game. Like just everything was so beautiful, like yeah. That got me hooked properly. And then like then with time like Arsenal uh slowly became my uh weekend routines, it slowly became my like I mean my lifestyle routine. Yeah, and then eventually it became an important aspect of my life in general. I always watch us play, like whether we win or not. I mean, it's been more than 20 years since we last won the league, but that uh, hasn't stopped me from watching Arsenal, that hasn't stopped me from rooting for Arsenal. Even when there is no hope, I still look forward to the game and I still hope for that 1% chance, I still hope for miracles, like That's the beauty of football, isn't it? Like, I just hope that all this pain, all the sufferings, all the yearning, all the longings will reward me and all the other beautiful corners one day. There will be light at the end of the tunnel, guys. Let's hope for that. Anyways, enough with the past stuff. Let's get straight into our today's episode. On today's episode, I'm primarily going to focus on uh, discussing or giving my thoughts and opinions of... The struggles that we are facing this season, the changes that we embraced uh, relative to the past season, and basically what went wrong. Huh? Um, I'll give you a quick reminder of how we did the setup last season. Uh, it was Ramsdale on goal, not Raya. It was Ramsdale, Gabriel, Saliba, and White forming the first line of defense, and then Zinni tucking in from the left back role. In midfield like Zini and party forming the midfield pivot and then in front of them it was jaka and odegaard so basically jaka odegaard zinchenko and party forming a box midfield in the mid- middle of the pitch and then in front of them were the usual suspects of uh, martinelli jesus and Saka. i mean the reason why we were so successful last season uh, in my opinion, is down to three or four people. I mean, the first one is obviously Zinchenko. I know a lot of people hate him because of his play style. A lot of you all hate him because of his social media posts or political angle, etc., etc. I'm not going to get into that. I tell you why I like Zinchenko and his role that helped us last season. He acted as a quintessential uh, quarterback. In our midfield He took care of the ball He demanded the ball Like a prime Playmaker He demanded the ball Which Freed The midfielders That were around him He was so good at Making those Crisp line breakers He was so good at Carrying To the next lines He was good at uh, Making those Early crosses From half spaces He was so good I mean in mean, like Atleta Needed a player Like that To establish his system in this football club, he needed a player like Gabriel Hazul, he needed a player like Zinchenko mainly to establish what he wanted to play, how he and how he wanted to play. So, Zinchenko was very influential in every aspect of play. Obviously, there were games like Liverpool where uh, you get a lot of aerial balls from. Van Dyke, Alisson, Anderson on and those games Art Attack level took out Zinchenko and played Tomiyasu so it's always it, it's a game of poker but Zinchenko's role as a ball carrier as a primary ball handler uh, it kind of helped us progress the ball better and faster his line breakers were very helpful i mean the second person was very instrumental in our play i mean every player i mean there's there's not there's no any bias my take but everyone played their part in uh, helping us have a better season but in my opinion uh these were the players that helped us a lot granite jaka on the left eight roles or the box to box role i would say so i was Pretty surprised when uh Atta deployed Jaka as a left eight because I didn't think that he had it in him to do that role because uh, of his lack of pace or lack of like, recovery pace or something. But it was quite surprising um, when he made all when he when he did that role because uh, he made those right third man runs. He made he he gave a good defensive cover to that left side for both Martinelli and Zinchenko when needed but he also ventured forward when needed. So he found a perfect balance just like uh, Montreal of the old, right? Uh, I like natural Montreal a lot because uh, throughout his tenure he had, his, he had a balance in his game. He knew when to make those overlaps, he knew when to track back and support the defenders. Just like that, Jaka knew when to make those third man runs, he also know knew when to stay back and provide a body to defense. Jaka was so instrumental in covering that left left hand side. And then of course, uh, Jesus, uh being a center of attraction, he attracted defenders, his footwork was amazing. He allowed he allowed Saka and Martinelli to go forward. So These three people, in my opinion, were so instrumental for last season's success. Success as in, like, it was our first, uh, I would say, good good season in a while. So, special credit to these people. But somehow, we crumbled during the crunch half of the season, but, crunch uh, time of the season, but that's a different whole new story. But, uh, now, compared to that, Let's check the changes we embraced this season. The we changed the goalkeeper, of course. We went from Ramsdale to Raya. Uh, we replaced Jaka with Havertz. Yes. And then that's pretty much it, actually. And yeah. And also we added uh, Rice in the in place of Partick. Now. I'll discuss each of these changes one by one and give my thoughts on it. The first one being Ramsdale-Draya situation. So, uh, it's still a hard discourse, even on social. It's still a hard discourse in social media. Some people are Team Ramsdale. Some people support Raya For me, I support both of them. For me, in my opinion this was a position that never needed any changes or tampering i'll tell you why because uh, i kind of had the trust in ramsdale when he was playing for sheffield united i saw a game versus liverpool where like liverpool absolutely smashed sheffield but he caught my attention with his shot stopping ability so when we signed ramsdale initially what i really thought was this dude has the age on his side he has short stopping abilities but what i was really concerned about was uh, his ability to play out from the back his ability with the foot but uh, but with time he he proved me wrong that he can do that also effectively with this i love his quick i love his quick releases i love his flat passes to the center of the midfield i love his pinks to the fullbacks those are all fine so even though he had his odd uh, errors even though he had his hard concentration lapses and stuff like that. I was quite convinced with Ram still Being our number one because I thought he would uh, with time and with volume of games. He would uh, improve that aspect Because the reason for my trust is if you see his games He always had he always had spectacular games For example, if you, he had a spectacular game versus liverpool, he had a spectacular game versus spurs the problem was the consistency the problem was like whether those spectacular games come in streaks or not whether he has four three four spectacular games or not that is what happens like by the way like i'm not a goalkeeping expert and i do know for a fact that every goalkeeper does mistake uh it's just that people like alice kotwa are regarded as the top pile because regarded as one of the best are like regarded as the gold tire goalkeepers because they make mistakes less often compared to the other folks but every goalkeeper make mistakes let's be uh very honest about it they aren't they aren't robots they aren't scholars especially the modern keepers because they are asked to do so many things they are asked to get involved in the build up they're asked to play out from the back they're also asked to like do the shot stopping stuff so it's just too much workload on them so i kind of get that every goalkeeper makes mistakes. So I was okay with Ramsdale doing those mistakes. I was just hoping that the streak of good game, I was just hoping that those good games, those great games come in streaks. But I was okay with it. I, this Raya transfer rumor took me by surprise. But deep down, I thought that it was one of those Inaki, the goalkeeping coaches signings. By the way, I'm not a big fan of Inaki sign up because i'll tell you why because uh some of the goalkeepers he has suggested for the club in the past two, few years like the people like renas and matt ray and matt turner it's been an absolute musical chap like i'm not sure whether the scouting team gets involved or whether it is this, whether his suggestion is the final i'm not sure what the thing is but We haven't had proper number two, let alone be a proper number one in the cages. I know Turner was good, but he's still not Arsenal level, let's be honest. I like him, I want him to do well at Nottingham for us, but let's be honest, he's not Arsenal level. Uh, If I look at it, if if we are going to upgrade on Rams still, now that we were in the title race, Last season. Now that, now that we have experienced the title race last season, if we have to upgrade, we have to upgrade to someone of gold tier category. But we have to scout that guy. Like uh, going from Ramsdale to Raya feels like a very goalkeeping coach kind of decision, or like a very safe kind of decision but make no mistake i like both of them i want both of them to do well both of them are Premier League quality keepers make no mistake about it but if we have to upgrade from ramsdale to the next level it should be someone from the next level and right now raya is not that in my honest opinion because the statistics also reflect the same that giveaway versus lens that uh, positioning for the chelsea cross I mean i mean some might argue someone might argue his one-on-one ability the goal we considered as a uh, spurs etc et like if you look at the statistic he has the least save percentage he has the even for the XZ stat he is the least but hey but the i think but the decision is done so i think i have to make peace with it whether i like it or not whether we like it or not i'm sure Fans of Raya are absolutely loathing me right now. But that's just my take. Please feel free to drop comments. Now with Ramsdale, I can understand if he wants to leave. I think no one should hate him if he wants to leave. Because a goalkeeper needs game time. Game time is the most important thing for any goalkeeper. Also Euros is coming up. And though I'm pretty sure that Southgate would never pick Ramsdale over pick 4 even if Ramsdale is consistently playing. Because for a guy who consistently picks Calvin Phillips, who never picks people like James Ward-Prowse, I'm pretty sure he will not give the number one spot to Ramsdale even if Ramsdale is doing absolutely fine. Because Southgate clearly has favorites. So we have talked about the goalkeeping situation. Um, That is one aspect So now we have talked about the goalkeeping situation, that is one change we embraced. Then the second change is going from Jaka to Havertz. When we signed Havertz, there was this debate on where he was going to play because throughout his tenure he has played in multiple positions so there was this argument on whether he is going to play as Jesus' backup or whether he is going to play in midfield. I mean, I've been following his career, since the start, in my opinion uh, he's best suited in the second line of offence, it's not, I will not like put my money on him leading the line because uh, even though he makes great runs, even though he makes, he has a great aerial prowess and all that, I believe that he has something to offer with his on the ball abilities. So, because he started as a right midfielder kind of role and then kind of moved into the right wing, right off space, that role and then he eventually ended up as the shadow striker for Bayer Leverkusen. So, when the world was shut and due to pandemic and when Wintersliga opened, everyone kind of saw what he was and what kind of player he was. That is why he went for a lot of money to Chelsea. During his tenure during his Chelsea tenure like as I also I also have a soft kind of a German national team so throughout his Chelsea career I kinda had a notion that he's being misused he was also played all around the pitch at the same time he also didn't uh, do enough on most of the games he missed a lot of chances and stuff like that but the talent was surely there so that is why uh, I was okay with uh, signing him. Even though I don't agree with the amount we paid to him, but amount we paid for him, but I was kind of okay with him. Uh, I was okay with the signing. I mean, and then, but again, after signing him, he kind of started uh, up top in the community shield. But then uh, he uh, eventually he became the left head he eventually he became the eventually he became a midfielder that is the role which Jaka played last season now there are a lot of differences between Jaka and Havertz. Havertz is naturally offensive minded player while jaka is like a defense defensive instinct player so Havertz is someone who is always waiting to make that run but he doesn't come and contribute to defense that much compared to Jaka, in my opinion even though he does win a lot of 50-50s and aerial balls I still feel that the presence of Jaka in the left face the presence of the defensive work rate that Jaka puts as a box-to-box midfielder is not something I get from Havertz I mean at least not yet Uh, I mean especially in the initial games where he struggled to find confidence where he was like just roaming randomly he was... Not even making touches. He was not even making more than one touch if, I, if you can recall that. He was always making those quick layoffs and then he was making those runs. Which no one find, which no one found it by the way. So, that was one change. Uh, but eventually, uh, he got gelled into the system. He got uh, he scored some important goals. He made an important assist for Martinelli's winner versus City. But I still demand a lot more from him, especially on the both on the offensive as well as the defensive front. Uh, for the defensive front, I feel that he should uh, strike a balance between making those runs as well as come dropping back and helping the defenders, still helping Sinchenko, and then uh, as well as. Uh, taking care of the ball. Sometimes when things aren't working on the right hand side, when bodyguard is not having his greatest game, when when Nobodyguard is not having a great game, I think it's the responsibility of Havertz to take the ball, demand the ball more and like give his, uh, put his playmaking skills to use. Because I know that he has his playmaking, I know for a fact that he is a good playmaker. He has it in him. It's just that in this system, he is not being allowed to express that freely, if We can say that. But sometimes he just have to get that responsibility off from modiguard and do that role instead of making those runs. That is one thing that is my worst complaint. The second complaint is, of course, the defensive work rate and all that. But, but that role is still a work in progress. The amount of time Jaka took to to adapt to that left roll and do that box to box roll to absolute Almost the absolute almost like the perfect box to box player Havertz is still a work in progress So but I like him, I love him like I just Hope that he does well and I just hope Atata realizes The gaps that are being allowed on our left hand side So, that needs to be filled. I mean, everyone is aware of the fact that Hinchenko is not great at duels because he was a midfielder initially. He started his career as a midfielder. And all this fullback uh, thing happened because of Arteta's suggestion. Now Pep himself is not playing an actual fullback in the fullback role, right? He is playing a centre-back. So, But far as Zinchenko's abilities with the ball is definitely gonna help us, but we just have to support him as the team. So it's not like I'm going. It's not like I'm defending him. It's not like I'm shielding him from criticism or something. He deserves every bit of criticism he gets. But at the same time, we should also call out the teammates. They have the responsibility to support their teammates. Last season, when I mean. Jaka is, a, I mean, Jaka is yet another example. I know a lot of people don't like Jaka because he makes those rash tackles and gets reds and extra But if you look at him as a team player, uh, when Tiani played, when played as a conventional left back. Whenever he made those overlapping runs, it was Jaka who was there to defend him, that left side. Whenever Zinchenko underlapped, it was Jaka and Martinelli who came to his help. So. I feel Havertz also has that responsibility in this team whenever uh, there is a whenever there is a counter or whenever there is an attack, Havertz also should drop deep faster and you should help the team a lot better. That's just my uh, two cents on this Havertz matter. Then the next thing is of course the rise to party situation. Now, Partey is an interesting player because even though he is billed as a uh, central defensive midfielder, uh, he played a defensive role in Atletico Madrid sign just like any other uh, Simeone player. But at Arsenal, he was allowed to roam, he was allowed to carry the ball, he was allowed to spread his, make those spread passes and everything. Declan Rice is a huge, Declan Rice is an upgrade indeed because Declan Rice is a player that I have always wanted. He's a complete midfielder, like the way he carries the ball, some of the finishes, some of the late finishers, he did this season to help us, his passing, his pitch passes, everything. It was, I mean, 100 million sometimes felt like a bargain indeed. But like my one concern with Declan Rice is sometimes he has he just has to take that risk he just has to make that one one penetrating run he just has to make that extra penetrating run he just has to make that extra penetrating pass he just has to make that one risky pass sometimes i feel that he's is uh, very conservative at times he feels I, I just think he trusts his teammates to do the thing but when your teammates don't do it you have to take that responsibility so That is my only minor concern, but apart from that, he has been absolutely amazing for us. One of the best midfielders we'll ever get to see play for us. Sure, he would have a great legacy. I'm sure he would become a future club captain, club legend and everything. But but he can improve on those line breakers. He can improve on those line breakers. If If you see the difference, if you see that... Jorginho doesn't have the ability to carry the ball because he's a proper register. He sits deep and dictates play. But uh, but the passes he gives, the line breakers he gives uh, sometimes become the game changers. Sometimes they create the most uh, amazing chances. So Teclan Rice has to improve on that front. But again, like having moved from a team like West Ham to Arsenal, that transition itself is supposed to take time. So I'm going to give a free pass to Havertz, Rice, and Raya, all three of them, because all three of them are getting along with the players. They are still a work in progress. So basically, all the new changes that we embrace, they require time. That is one thing. I also have concerns with our bench strength, because now that uh, Fabio Vieira is out injured, uh, we lack creativity from bench. We don't have... When Odegaard has a bad game, I was saying that Howard should step up and do his playmaking part, but when both of them are tired and both of them have bad games, we don't have inspiration from the bench. So I feel that we have to improve our bench strength, we have to have a solid backup plan for Saka. we have to have a solid uh, backup for our midfield. Because uh, Saka is being played every game and Martinelli is also being who is not having his best season right now. We don't have inspiration from the bench. And for some reason, Arteta doesn't seem to trust Nelson to do that uh, backup role. So he hardly gets time. We have Emil Smithrow, of course, but uh, he's also like not in his greatest shape or form. We need quality from the bench, to be very honest. We need someone who is who can come and change the game, who can come and make, who can create chances. That is one and I'm not sure if we are going to trust Vera to do that role for the long term. Really not sure about that. We also need defensive reinforcement, of course, because uh, Tomiyasu is injury prone. Uh, So, Zinchenko is also very injury prone and Tember is also out and we need someone to cover that base of the defense and i'm i'm sure that our recruitment team is looking into it we also yeah and then the striker options right uh we were initially linked with tony but then that uh kind of went off now there are rumors of Blacho, which boniface and everything but uh, we also need a striker because our top scorer is saka and our uh, gabriel jesus even though he does a lot of good work with the ball his amazing footwork and everything but both him and nktr they need to do better in terms of scoring more goals i'd slightly forgive gabriel jesus because of the other things he does but Nkitia, by nature, by his profile, he is a natural finisher. He's a he's a he is supposed to be a our proper number nine. He's supposed to be a proper number nine. And for a proper number nine, he doesn't make the runs. He doesn't time his runs well. Uh, sometimes uh, he doesn't attack the post. So Jesus doesn't even make those runs, but uh, Nkitia sometimes make those runs, but he doesn't time them properly. So we surely need to sell NKTR in my opinion we need to sell him and upgrade and we need to sell him and get a better striker of course that is one thing so we need a defender we need a midfielder we need a striker i mean of course there's this whole uh, situation with thomas Partey, where he's always Unavailable, there were also some issues off the pitch. So, I hope we get another defensive midfielder or a box to box midfielder that can support both Declan Rice and Jorginho Or, or someone who can play that lefty eight role to perfection. Because right now, because right now we are playing Havertz in the lefty eight role and Odegaard in the right role but for for the backups we don't have any really reliable or quality backups for them i'm not considering emil smith pro for this because he's uh, now he's not being given game time and it looks like we're gonna cash him for our sake for the sake of ffp so right now we are playing trossard in that left eight role which is not good because trossard is someone again Trossard is again we are doing the same mistake Chelsea did with Havertz. We are playing Trossard all over the pitch sometimes. We sometimes we play him as false night sometimes we play him on the left eight roll, sometimes we bring him late in the game to do the left wing role. So we need to stick a proper at offensive position to Trossard and get a midfielder who can do the left hit left box to box roll for Havertz backup so we need to get two midfielders one defender and one striker i think these three these are the positions which need improvement but i'm not sure if we are going to hunt for hunt, hunt for these positions in the january market but uh we have to back the team that we have right now uh we are playing ucl for the first time in many years i hope I have, I actually there's a, actually I made a prediction at the start of the season that I kind of had this gut feeling that we will do better in UCL this season, but we might struggle in the league. So f- fortunately, we got a good draw in our hands. Porto is beatable in my opinion. If we do beat Porto, I just hope we make a very good UCL run and uh, build on that. Usually, usually in Wenger seasons we start the league well we do it we, we start the league well we do everything usually in Wenger's yes, we start the season well we we are always in touching distance with the top team like whether like, we are always in the touching distance with the top team whether like, it's two points or four points but then once the ucl draw is made we get drawn to barcelona we get drawn to bayern munich and then they that is the time of the season by injuries happen and then that is the time where we topple from the top spot but uh, i hope this time our uh, this time the first this time we started toppling in the christmas schedule itself so i just hope that uh, we learn from our mistakes it's good that we toppled before uh, it's good that we toppled before new year we can learn from this we can strengthen any position we can using any loan signings if we want i just hope we learned from the recent form, recent uh, there is enough time after this fa cup fixture so i just hope Ateta studies all these uh flaws that our team currently has right now and works on them fixes them I mean the one difference I find in this season is that we have a lot of control we take care of the ball well but we struggle to create proper openings sometimes it gets so boring actually because we keep on passing from left to right and left to right it sometimes feels like a basketball but not the right part uh, not the right f- i mean when I, when I say it feels like basketball it's not end to end it's just that people's uh, it's just the ball movement from left to right and right to left uh we have more possession on the center but we we are so conservative and we do not take enough risks on the final third sometimes someone has to take that risk right but i think everyone is so upright to make that take that make that ex- extra pass take that risky pass it's so but I feel that we have to find a prop. Uh, it's understandable that we don't make that risk because of the high line we play, uh, like the lack of trust in defending transitions or whatnot, but sometimes we have to mix it up, sometimes we have to uh, make that extra pass or extra risk. Also Saka and Martinelli, I mean in general our like movement feels like a choreographed dance move some of these some of the passes are very so predictable so it becomes easier to defend so like for example the for example the link up between Bodyguard, white and saka worked so well last season but this season it became so predictable it just becomes like a choreographed dance move i mean at the start of the episode i told how i like vengabal right the thing with Fingerball is like it's choreographed but at the same time it's not choreographed like this it just dances Expressing themselves, like you, you, like it's no one can predict the next pass Like No one can predict the link-up of fingerball. I think we have to uh, bring that level of uncertainty and unpredictability to our build-up play. Because even last season we had this problem. We had this problem with predictability, like. Uh, jaka always plays the natural ball to martinelli and then um, him trying to take on and then but but uncertain. but even last but in last season uh we moved the ball a bit faster i think um, even when we had possession we made the text the line breaker we made that pass very fast in a fast manner so that the chances were good the chances created were good but this season we struggled to create those deadly chances. I mean the goals from open play start is very concerning to be honest and I hope I hope Atata introspects this. One more thing with the last season with Jaka is like Jaka to his, the link the telepathy between Jaka and Jesus was so good. Sometimes he makes those amazing crosses from half spaces or like those creative balls. Not only did he make those uh, third man runs but he, his playmaking was also good he made those amazing passes to jesus he made those he made those chances also so can if you if we had seen that uh, chances created graphic you would have seen odigard Jaka's name as well so not only was he making those runs but he was uh, not only was he making those runs and helping the defense he was also creating some good chances that resulted in goals he was also creating chances, so that is what I expect from habits as well, like I just want him to explore all sorts of play, not only make those runs, as like not only win headers, I just want him to create those extra passes, I just want him to carry the ball a little longer. That is one thing. I hope he adds the sprinkle of Wenger Ball to, when I mean Wenger Ball it's not, like Wenger Ball doesn't have any definition, what I basically mean is, Allowing players to express themselves and not have those usual routine passes and usual moments. That is what I wanted to see from this squad as well. So that's my rambling for the day. Thanks for tuning in again.